Welcome to this special Nobel Prize edition of Science Talk, the podcast of Scientific American. I'm Steve Mursky. The Nobel Assembly at Karolinska Institute has today decided to award the 2014 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine with one half to John O'Keefe and the other half jointly to Maybrit Moser and Edvard Moser for their discoveries of cells that constitute a positioning system in the brain. Goran Hansen of the Nobel Committee. O'Keefe is at University College London. He discovered the so-called place cells in the hippocampus in 1971. The married Mosers are at the Norwegian University of Science and Technology in Trondheim. In 2005, they found the other component of the brain's inner GPS system, the grid cells. After the announcement of the winners, Nobel Committee member Ole Keen briefly explained the research. This year's Nobel laureates have discovered key aspects of an advanced positioning system in the brain, an inner GPS, that makes it possible to know where we are and find our way. Their abilities to know where we are and find our way are essential to our existence. For example, how can we know we are in a square in front of the concert hall in Stockholm? And how can we know, how can we find our way from the concert hall to another place in the city? For example, the city hall. And how can we store this information so we can find our way the next time we take the same path? These abilities are governed by activity in the brain. But where in the brain is the positioning system located that allows to perform these tasks? And how can the brain compute such complex intellectual functions? The work by the Nobel laureates have given us answers to these questions. John O'Keefe discovered the first component in this positioning system. He was really fascinated about how the brain can create behaviors. And in the late 1960s, he addressed this problem by recording nerve nerve activity in freely moving rats. He recorded from an area in the brain called hippocampus, and much to his surprise, he found in hippocampus nerve cells that were only active when that rat was in a certain position in the environment. So O'Keefe called these cells place cells because a cell was only active in a certain position, in a certain place in the environment. Different place cells in the hippocampus are active in different places, and O'Keefe therefore concluded that the activity of these cells create an inner map of the environment. The same combination of place cells was active when the rat visited the same environment, but if it visited a new environment, a new combination of place cells would be active. O'Keefe therefore concluded that the place cells in hippocampus generate many inner maps of the environment, which gives us information about where we are, and how we can recognize new environments. O'Keefe's discoveries of place cells showed that specialized nerve cells 
can compute abstract higher brain functions. His finding had dramatic impact on the study of how the brain creates behavior. More than 30 years after O'Keeffe's original discovery of place cells, Maybrit Moser and Edward Moser found another component in the positioning system. They were recording from cells in the anterior cortex, which is strongly connected to hippocampus, and they discovered a complete new type of nerve cell activity. A certain type of nerve cells in the interrhinal cortex were active not in one place, but in many places in the environment. Strikingly, when the Moses drew lines between the places in the environment where the cell was active, they discovered that their activity pattern looked like a hexagonal grid. They therefore called these cells grid cells. The, the pattern of the grid cells is slightly shifted in environment so that the hexagonal cover the entire environment. So activity in many grid cells therefore provide the brain with a coordinate system that divides the environment into longitudes and latitudes that allow us to keep track on how far we are from a starting point and a turning point. The discovery by Maybrit Moser and Edward Moser of the grid cells showed that the brain can create a mental representation of a coordinate system that can be used for navigation in the external world. Grid cells, together with other cells of the entorhinal cortex, form a connected circuitry with place cells in hippocampus. This nerve cell network constitutes a comprehensive positioning system and inner GPS in the brain. Recent works work in humans have shown that humans also have place-like cells in hippocampus and grid-like cells in interrhinal cortex. So these findings suggest that we possess a positioning system similar to one found in rats. So the discoveries by the Nobel laureates provided a paradigm shift in our understanding of how groups of specialized nerve cells work together to execute higher brain functions. The work has opened new avenues for studying how cognitive processes are integrated and computed by the brain. The Karolinska faculty members then took a few questions from the press. In addition to Ole Keen again, you'll hear Hans Forsberg respond. So the question is if other animals and rats have the system and if, if, if it's similar to if, if birds use this system when they navigate, well, that's the question. What has been shown is that uh, both grid cells and place cells are find, found in, in rodents, it's found in bats, it's found in monkeys, and now also shown in humans. So it seems to be a system that is in, in all mammals. Other vertebrates also have hippocampal-like and interrhinal-like structures, so it might also be found in, in uh, fish. Whether it's exactly all the components of this is used in birds is not completely known. There are uh, magnetic fields that the birds might use for their, um, for their navigation. But what is characteristic for this system is that it's, it's not dependent on one sensory input. It's a combination of many sensory input that creates the activity in the place cells and in 
the grid cells. I'm a freelance journalist for Channel Radio. Uh, my question is, uh, this uh, discovery, uh, then what's the significance of that? Will it uh, indicate that uh, you can uh, um, find better, for example, hemorrhage and other diseases for the brain? It's very clear that there are many processes in the brain, and this is one function, one process, which has been described. It's not describing the mechanisms of brain disorder. It's a consequence of a brain disorder. Uh, so you have a brain disorder, like you said, a hemorrhage or Alzheimer we took as an example. Uh, and that disease will disturb these circuits. So you will have an impaired function. So we are on a functional level and a neural circuit level, but not on disease mechanism. So again, a price for a fundamental discovery of how the brain works, likely to give uh, important uh, results and inspiration for research about diseases in the future, but no immediate therapy based on this. Up there, please. Question is, are there gender differences in uh, the positioning system of the brain? Do I ask? <laughs> Sensitive question here. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think that, I don't even know, but I think that the experiments in rats were done in both male and female rats. Um, I think, is that what you are aiming at? Hans has information here. <laughs> so, uh, so this is just, uh, we don't know about the, the particular, the grid cells and the place cells, but we know about the sense of place and navigation. And there, yes, there is a gender difference in humans. Mm. One, one uh, half of us can navigate better than the other, if you look on an average. <laughs> Julene Zirath, chair of the Nobel Committee, then spoke with an unnamed interviewer about this year's prize. This year's laureates have discovered a positioning system, an inner GPS in the brain that helps us locate our place in space and helps us navigate our environment. During the press conference, I got this impression that the audience was a bit surprised over this choice. Why is that? Well, these discoveries don't come out of the blue. It was already in the late 1960s and early 1970s that John O'Keefe made his seminal discovery of the place cells. And 30 years later, the Mosers discovered, in 2005, discovered the grid cells. So people working in the field and the broader area of science have been aware of these discoveries for some time and aware of the paradigm-shifting nature of their work. So I don't know that it's such a surprise. The will of Alfred Nobel stated that the prizes should be awarded to those who have conferred the greatest benefit on mankind. So how does this prize fulfill this criterion? So that is true for all of the Nobel Prizes. And questions about how we are in the world, how we move in the world, how we process this information has been a subject for philosophers and psychologists behavioralists and experimentalists for centuries. So now we have some evidence for a network in the brain that allows us to in understand our space in the world and how we navigate our environment. So I think that's a pretty big benefit to mankind. We know much, much more about how we are in the world. 
This phrase is supposed to be for physiology or medicine. Which one would you say is more applicable here? This is a prize for basic physiology in a field of neurophysiology. So we're not on the medical side yet, but really on the basic fundamental physiology. And what are the key breakthroughs that make these laureates worthy of the Nobel Prize? Well, there's really two parts to this. So the first is the discovery by John O'Keefe of the place cells. And that happened in the early 70s. And he did some really remarkable experiments. He was studying the behavior of rats moving freely in a closed environment. And he was able to put electrodes on the animals. And when the animals navigated or moved through a route, these cells, these place cells, were excited. What he could find was that it wasn't just one place cell, but it was several of these place cells that worked together in a system. They were sort of navigational signposts, so to say. If you imagine a map, they're the landmarks. And then he could take the rat and he could move it to a new environment. The place cells were also activated, but they were activated in different combinations, representing that new environment. Then he could take the rat, put it back in the initial environment, and the rat had a map. It had a memory, you could say, of the previous route that place cells fired in the order that they had initially. So the rat had a cognitive map of its environment. The second part of this discovery comes 30 years later, and this was by Mybrit and Edvard Moser. They were also studying the behavior of rats in a closed environment. But they made a larger field for those animals to move. They were also studying nerve cell activity in a region of the brain called the entorhinal cortex. What they found was when these rats navigated the environment to forage for food, they saw an astonishing activity. And when they drew lines between the visual input of this activity, they found that this activity represented a hexagon. And they could see that it was a grid-like structure. In other words, the rats were forming a navigational platform. And this was used for moving and for judging distances. So the third part of this is that understanding that together the place cells and these grid cells work as a neural network. We have the grid cells to navigate our environment, and we have the place cells as signposts for us to help us find our way in the environment. So what was this recognized as a breakthrough at the time? It was astonishing, absolutely. So... Um, As I mentioned, the breakthrough moments was, first of all, the discovery that there were place cells. That's one big discovery. The second was that these place cells worked in different combinations, but the combination was always the same when the animal was in the same environment. The third was that this grid-like structure, this navigational field, was completely unexpected. And then, again, putting it together with the um, circuit between the entorhinal cortex and the hypothalamus, understanding this network for us to code our information on our place in space and our navigation in that space. So how would you try to explain the importance of this prize to a young person, let's say an 11-year-old full of curiosity? Well, imagine that your parents take you on a vacation during the summer, summer break, and you're going to go visit an exciting city like Stockholm. And you've never been there before. And so the first thing you do is you take a map from the hotel. 
and you're going to help your family find the Vasa ship. So you have landmarks on the map. It could be the city hall, it could be the concert house, it could be the palace, and the Vasa ship. Those are like your place cells, because as you pass those landmarks, they recognize your place in space. The other thing you need on that map is longitude and latitude. You need to find a way to navigate to the Vasa ship in a very efficient way. And the grid cells function like that navigational chart. They help you judge your distance and help you find your way. So the remarkable thing is that we don't need to have the map in our hands. We have these maps in our brain. And so I would describe it that way. Thanks to our grid and place cells, we don't have to walk around with a map to help us find our way each time we visit a city because we have that map in our head. Now, if you turn our attention to the laureates, who are they? Well, we have John O'Keefe, and he was born in the U.S., but he's also a citizen of the United Kingdom. And we have Mybrit and Edward Moser, who are Norwegian citizens working in Trondheim. I'm thinking of uh, the work of Mr. O'Keefe. He it was like in the 60s. Do you know what he's working on now? You know, he's still an active researcher, and he still runs the lab working on technology advancements to study animal behavior and also understanding how the brain still computes its information by understanding place cells and grid cells. And personally, what makes you so enthusiastic about, about this prize? I think it's really fascinating. And a little story. This summer I went to visit my grandparents' cottage in northern Wisconsin. Hadn't been there in 30 years. Hadn't been there at all. I found myself at the cottage. I could find every single play, play childhood, you know, little hideout that I had when I was a kid. I could navigate the environment remarkably since I hadn't been there in 30 years. And I realized, thanks to my place and my grid cells, I was able to find my way and have a great summer holiday. So I think without these cells, we'd have a really hard time to survive. Finally, has the Nobel Committee been able to uh, uh, get in contact with the laureates? Well, Jaron Hansen had a conversation with Mybrit Moser, and she was in a lab meeting, was able to take his call, was delighted, had to sit down, have a moment of pause, and she, of course, wanted the press release in her hand because she wanted real evidence. Her husband just stepped on an airplane to go to Munich, and he doesn't know. So he's sitting on an airplane, and all this is happening without his knowledge. John O'Keefe, we found him as well. He was at home, and he was very delighted, looking forward to coming to Stockholm in December. Hey, you go from St. Louis, Joplin, Missouri, Oklahoma City. Looks mighty pretty, you'll see. Amarillo, Gallup, New Mexico, Flagstaff, Arizona, don't forget Winona.